Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. In Australia, it is estimated that the cost of workplace stress and burnout is around $10 billion a year. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the What is Eating You podcast. I'm here in the recording studio in Bali, so I hope this sounds very nice. I'm Stephanie, if you're new here, and I'm a psychologist here to break down mental health topics and give you lots of useful tips. If you're a regular, welcome back. I am so grateful you are here. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that needs more attention and awareness, and this is burn out. I recently was inspired to do this video as I recorded on my friend Adele's podcast. So go listen to that episode on burnout if you haven't already, but there was so much more I had to say. So if you are someone who is feeling tired, you're feeling mentally fatigued, you're feeling exhausted, you may actually be experiencing burnout. And burnout at this time of year is extremely common. So we're going to go through what it is, how you can identify it, and how you can start to recover from it. So strap in and let's get started. As a reminder, this is not mental health advice or medical advice. Always speak to a licensed professional. Right, burn out. This was originally coined a term in the 1970s, and it was a term used for the workplace. So it was developed by Herbert Frudenberger, and it was intended for first-line workers who were going through a really challenging time. But now the term burnout has extended to the masses, and we can all relate to it. Burnout in this definition really is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion caused by prolonged exposure to high levels of stress. The average professional experiences burnout by the age of 32 years old. So you're probably thinking, well, I probably definitely experienced it. And that's not to say that people at a younger age don't experience it as well. 
How do we know if it's burnout or stress? Let's go through what burnout is. So there's three, I guess, key factors that are also measured in a burnout questionnaire. And the first is depersonalization. So this is when you separate emotionally from your work instead of investing in something meaningful. So you're showing up, you're present, but your mind has kind of left the building. The second aspect of burnout is a decreased sense of accomplishment. When you keep working harder and harder, but you feel like it's not making a difference, you're kind of running on this hamster wheel. And the third part of burnout is emotional exhaustion. Now, whilst everyone experiences these factors, for men, burnout tends to manifest more as depersonalization or that emotional disconnect. And for women, it's more the emotional exhaustion. You're probably thinking, how does it differ from stress? It differs from general stress in that it is a more chronic condition, often resulting from continuous and unrelenting workloads or emotional burdens. And I think the issue is we live in a society that really promotes hustling and working really hard and go, go, go. So it's almost normalized to be burnt out. And stress can be temporary. Stress is a normal part of life. Stress can actually be good if it's kept within the parameters of what keeps us productive and focused. And stress comes and goes, but burnout is more severe, it's more prolonged, and it is enduring. So what are the signs and symptoms of burnout? How do you know if you're experiencing it? Well, the first thing is I'm going to go through five stages of burnout. So the first one is a honeymoon phase. And this is where you don't even realize that you may be entering the burnout zone. So the honeymoon phase is when you start a new job or maybe you've entered a new relationship and you feel this adrenaline and energy. And we engage in coping strategies and we convince ourselves that if we just do the same thing over and over, we're going to get the same result. You don't know it, but you're going downhill. So you might start this job and you're staying up late to really impress your boss or you're driving to this new person's house that you're seeing and slowly that's going to take a toll because either your sleep is being sacrificed or maybe you're having a bit more caffeine than normal, but we don't see it yet. We don't see it because we think, oh, this is amazing. I feel good. I'm high on adrenaline and endorphins. This leads to stage two, which is the start of the stress, the onset of stress. This is when people start to notice their optimism declining. They don't feel as motivated as they did. Your cognitive capacity may start to suffer. You may start to forget things. Your productivity drops. Maybe procrastination starts to set in. And this is where we we make excuses and we push through. We say, oh, you know what? I just might allow myself a little cheeky sleep in, but we don't take it seriously. Oh, I'm so tired, but you keep going. Maybe you have a bit more to drink than normal. And unless we take this seriously, it leads to the third stage, which is the chronic stress. This is a change in our stress levels. And instead of feeling enthusiastic and motivated, we feel exhausted, right? You don't have the energy you need and you want to have. You may feel pressured. Your immunity may suffer. And when you're burnt out, you're more likely to get colds. You're more likely to feel the negative effects. And this is where you need help, but still people do not get it. And I'll talk about more of fatigue in a moment. This then leads to the burnout itself. This is when you are perpetually fatigued. Now, everyone gets tired. Everyone has days where they feel a little bit more tired than usual. Burnout fatigue is different. 
It's a persistent pattern of feeling tired at things you used to find easy. It's difficulty getting out of bed. It's doing your gym or your walk. And it's more than today I feel tired. It's a pattern, a pattern you're experiencing doing the normal things that usually energize you or make you feel good, right? Now, burnout itself has physical factors. So it can have stomach aches, headaches, gut issues, health issues. Don't forget the brain, the body, it's all linked. Burnout leads to self-doubt. You start thinking, am I just not passionate about this job anymore? Maybe I'm not motivated. Maybe I'm just a lazy person. And you gaslight yourself. You gaslight yourself and you think, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just not passionate. Maybe I've reached a stage in my life where I don't want to do this anymore. And this can lead to chronic sadness. If unmanaged, it can lead to depression. And just reflecting on this, where do you sort of sit in this realm of stages of burnout? As you listen to this, how do you feel right now? Have you ever been through these stages before? Now, burnout's not a mental health condition. It is a condition, I guess, that leads to mental health issues if left unmanaged, but it's something we really need to address. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. So what are the early signs? The early signs of fatigue, as mentioned, you just feel this exhaustion doing little things. For me, I'll tell you a little bit about my burnout story because even doing the research for this podcast, I was like, oh, that's what I had. And you're probably feeling the same way. My burnout was during the pandemic. And I think we all had it during the pandemic. As you can imagine, psychologists were very, very busy. They were in high demand. And I feel the pandemic also made people feel pressure to be grateful to have a job. So if you were working through the pandemic, you weren't allowed to feel tired or burnt out because you had to be grateful that you had a job. And especially being in the position I was in, I wanted to help people. I saw the struggle. I saw the suffering. I was working for about eight different organizations and I was helping the department of education. I was helping nurses. I was going into these virtual rooms. I was doing all these workshops and not only were people individually stressed, but there was strange dynamics as well in the workplace because people were trying to navigate working from home. People were annoyed and angry at their bosses. And there's so much to manage in a virtual room that has a group of people. And I was doing about nine of these a day, nine a day. So by the end of the week, I was doing maybe 41 to more hours of Zoom a week. I was drinking espresso. I was having six shots a day, a day. And guess what? I was so tired. I was exhausted. The second thing I noticed during my burnout, which I didn't know I was burnt out at the time, which is another factor. People leave burnout for way too long. They let it go out, they let it draw out, and it gets to the point where they are really, really struggling. So the second thing is irritability. The little things annoy you. And I was so irritable. I was living at home at the time. And, you know, if you're Greek, you live with your parents till you're 30. I was living at home at the time. And 
My parents are so sweet. And yes, I was working from home. And you can probably relate to this. If you work from home and you live at home with other people, it's not working from home, especially if you have ethnic parents. They will talk to you and want to debrief with you. And they're going through the pandemic too. They were struggling. But I was just really edgy. I was really irritable. Little things annoyed me. And then they'd ask if I'm okay. And I'd say, I'm just tired. But little things that normally don't frustrate you start to frustrate you. The way people breathe, the way people eat, the way they talk to you. You don't want to talk to people. You get agitated by the little things. Every little thing makes you angry or agitated. I remember I developed this kitchen rage when someone was in the kitchen at the same time with me and I was hungry. Oh my gosh, I would have this rage I couldn't explain. So things that normally you wouldn't even think about start to annoy you and you start to make hasty or bad decisions or you make you know, choices that aren't optimal, or you might avoid making choices altogether. The third sign of burnout is brain fog. You struggle to think clearly. You struggle with your memory, struggle with your processing speed. You just feel that your cognitive capacity isn't where it used to be. Mentally, you have negative thoughts. You start to ask yourself, am I even passionate about this anymore. You have self-doubt. You just feel disenchanted and disengaged. And the next symptom is low creativity. And this is a lot of people are going to feel this. If you're someone who's creative or you enjoy having a creative outlet, you struggle to feel inspired. New ideas don't really come to you. And you're just feeling a bit low and unmotivated. And I got a lot of inspiration from this podcast, from Jay Shetty's podcast. He did an episode on this. So it is inspired by this. So thank you so much. Now, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is me. Another symptom is avoiding people, right? If you're normally a social person or you get energized from conversations, you start to avoid social activities altogether. You're like, nah, They're saying no and putting boundaries and then there's avoiding them altogether because we feel we have to always be on. We have to always be present. We have to always be positive. And this was a huge one for me because people know me as this positive, bubbly, enthusiastic person. I wouldn't hang out with people if I was having an off day because I would have the expectation that they had that expectation of me. But what I want you to know is You don't have to always spend time with people that you feel you have to be on around. You need friends who you feel you can be completely yourself around, who you can engage with, who you can just be low vibes with and just say, hey, I'm having a bit of an off day. And they're like, cool, no worries. It's fine. And I guess the last sign of burnout is indecisiveness. You really struggle to make decisions. You're too fatigued to make decisions. When I was going through my burnout, I really would get to the end of the day. And this was the next year. I think it carried on for a year. I would say to my partner, I need you to just decide on dinner. I need you to decide on a movie. I do not have the cognitive capacity. I actually started calling Fridays die days. I called them my die days because they were just the day I would have no energy. And I just gave myself permission to sloth on the couch, just veg out with a movie and get takeout because I just couldn't do it. I was exhausted and I was studying at the time as well. So looking back, I definitely think I was burnt out, but I didn't even give myself permission 
to be burnt out. And this is the thing. There are certain characteristics that make you more vulnerable to burnout. So these characteristics can be perfectionism. So if you're a perfectionism and an overcompensator and a people pleaser, you're definitely more likely to struggle with burnout. The second characteristic is if you're self-critical of yourself. So if you're someone who's like, you should just be able to push through this, you should be able to deal with this you know, you're just being lazy, you're just being ineffective, everyone else is doing it, you should be able to do this. That's another personality characteristic that makes you vulnerable to developing burnout. Holding yourself to high standards as well and seeing your setbacks as failures. So having that really critical sense of self, having a strong sense of duty and responsibility also makes you vulnerable to burnout. And I think everyone has been burnt out at some point of their lives. So what causes it? There's a lot of different factors that can lead to burnout and it's not just professional ones. There's parenting, social situations. It's about anything that you really care and invest in when there's ongoing demands or expectations which we are struggling to meet. And as we're going into the end of the year, end of year burnout is a combination of factors. Many people are having increased workloads. The holiday season brings increased workloads and people are trying to complete tasks before they take time off. You know, I really want to go on this holiday, so I've really got to muscle this. So I'm going to just. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. smash out all this work so I can just go on my holiday and pass out type of things. The other thing is the pressure to meet your end of year goals to attend social engagements. That can compound the stress as well. The silly season, increased alcohol, increased spending, increased money, all of this can really keep our nervous system in that fight or flight response. And the end of year as well, a lot of people are thinking about the year and their accomplishments and their failures and their stress and all of that. So that can also put unnecessary pressure on you to feel more burnt out. But the issue is this causes people to work harder, drives themselves for longer and demand more of themselves. They think they're going to get rid of this feeling by doing more, but in actual fact, you need to do the opposite. So if you're feeling burnt out during this holiday season, you're not alone. 62% of people are more stressed out during this time. So 
What can you do about it? How can you manage this? The first step is knowing your blueprint, burnout, blueprint, burnout. I just repeated that. But essentially, it's understanding what your early signs of burnout look like. And I'm going to have a free burnout blueprint guide that you can start to use. So what are your early signs? Is it that you feel decreased motivation, irritability, difficulty concentrating, persistent fatigue, you're more snappy? How long has this been going on for? How long has this been going on for? The signs are also accompanied by physical symptoms such as headaches, sleep disturbances. It's so important to pay attention to these signs to prevent burnout. The Australian Psychological Society revealed that 26% of Australians report moderate to severe levels of stress with workplace stress being a significant factor. So what I want to do now is just give you a really useful tool. I want you to separate stresses from stress. Now, stress is the physiological thing that happens in your body. When you feel overwhelmed, you get a rapid heart rate, you want to run away, you get sweating. That's the stress response. And you know that as the fight, flight, or freeze. Stresses in your life is what leads to feeling stressed. So for example, it's the unmeetable goals or expectations, family issues, money, um, workplace, relationship. So they're the two things I want you to think about. Now, this physiological thing that happens in your body in response to a perceived threat is stress. And this is largely the same, whether the, the stress is you've lost your mobile phone, like I did this morning, or your electricity cuts out like it did last night your body's going to react the same as to whether, you know, you think someone doesn't like you or you read a bad email to an actual lion attacking you at the zoo, for example. God forbid that happens. Your body reacts the same. Now, fight or flight is great and freeze. It's intended to save us. It's intended to help us run away from the lion. And the thing is, there's something called the stress cycle and the cycle ends at some point. So back in the caveman days, you get chased by a lion, you kill the lion, you run away, you make it back to the village and everyone's like, yay, you're safe. You're activated, but then you manage to come back. You come back to safety, you come back to your village. So that is a complete stress response. A complete stress response has a beginning. This is when you perceive the stress right? Such as this morning, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket and I was on the way to the recording studio. I had a, a meeting. The one day in Bali, I actually decided to do proper work. My phone wasn't on me. And I'm thinking, what do I do? So this was the beginning. This is when I started to perceive the stress. I've lost my phone. Then there was the middle where you do something with your body or you do something physically. And for me, it was Steph, take a few deep breaths, so you can calm your nervous system, so you can think logically. I know from all my training that you're not going to make good decisions out of a activated brain. So I took a deep breath. I got off the scooter and I just asked the man, I said, do you have my phone? I'm not sure where it is. Can you drive me back? I think I may have dropped it. I thought, what's the next most logical step? And then the end was, I might record this on a, a different podcast episode, but the end is when your body receives the signal where it's escaped from the potential threat, 
and your body is now in a safe place to be. So for me, it was getting back into the recording studio, taking a deep breath and changing my focus, relaxing my shoulders, rolling my neck, telling myself I'm safe, I'm okay, taking some deep diaphragmatic breaths and then redirecting my attention, right? But we don't do that. We don't complete a stress cycle. You see, people try to deal with the stressor. They deal with the family, the friends, the issue, but they don't deal with the stress in their body. Stress is stored in the body. So what we want to do is you don't need to wait for the stressor to be gone to begin to feel better. You have to deal with the stress in your body. You have to deal with the adrenaline and cortisol in your body. So when you feel stressed, when you feel burnt out, that releases cortisol, that releases adrenaline. Now, what I want you to do is really focus on completing the stress cycle. This is evidence-based. So for example, you go to work, you have a crappy day, your boss yells at you, whatever. When you come home and you get out the car, you're grumpy, you're cranky, all you can do is think about work. But you can do something in your driveway. You can squeeze your whole body. So with me right now, I want everyone just to, in a minute, we're going to squeeze our feet, squeeze our legs, squeeze our butt, squeeze our hands, squeeze our shoulders, squeeze our head. We're going to take a deep breath. So inhale, squeeze your body, squeeze your toes, squeeze your knees, squeeze your butt, tense your stomach, but don't strain it. Just hold it, squeeze it, squeeze your shoulders, squeeze your face, hold, 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 and release your whole body. Exhale. Let's do that again. Inhale, squeeze your toes, squeeze your knees, squeeze your butt, squeeze your arms. Don't go beyond strain. Squeeze your shoulders, squeeze your face, squeeze, wrinkle everything. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. We're going to do that one more time and make this your best. You can even let out a sigh. Inhale, squeeze your shoulders, squeeze your hands, squeeze your body, tense everything, tense your butt, tense your abs, tense your feet, tense your face. Hold, hold, hold and exhale and let out a sound. <sighs> now go into your house. How does your body feel? By using our body, we communicate to the body that the body is in a safe place for you to be. So we need to separate dealing with stress with the thing that caused the stress. So yes, the work, the workplace incident is still there. The boss who yelled at us is still there but our body just completed the stress response cycle. You can do this by breathing. You can do this by what we just did, the incredible Hulk squeezing. And I teach you this in my courses and programs. So if you deal with the stress in your body, you're changing your physiological state to one of safety. So this is something you can do to help manage burnout. When you feel stressed, complete the stress cycle by doing something physical. And then you can also deal with the stresses as well. <clears throat> My next tip is during the holiday season, 74% of people say they feel stressed with social gatherings and family gatherings. The first thing is don't gaslight yourself, right? If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling overwhelmed, notice it. You have to pay attention. These are important messages from your body that are really looking after you. People just judge themselves. Maybe I'm just lazy. Maybe I'm tired. No, these are important messages. And if you don't listen now, it is going to turn chronic. 
Okay. Don't be afraid to say no to things. Many people who are people pleasers struggle to say no. Make sure you say no. Now, the third thing I'm going to really, really hound is building a burnout prevention system, regular exercise, balanced diet, but I'm going to hound you on sleep because I know you're not strict on sleep. I know you're not disciplined on sleep. Sleep is that one thing we are just so willing to put out the window. It doesn't matter. I'll just catch up on my sleep or I'll go see that guy or that girl. I'll just stay up and complete these papers. I know you, I know you're sacrificing your sleep. Are you getting seven to nine hours sleep? You may be saying, oh, Steph, I'm a mum. That's okay. We can focus on sleep quality. One in three people do not get enough sleep and good sleep requires discipline because poor sleeping habits make you tired and being tired leads to poor decisions with food, poor decisions in your day-to-day life and poorer cognitive capacity, your memory. If you've got ADHD, poor sleep makes that even worse. So let's talk about good quality sleep. And you're, you're not going to like what I have to say, but wait, I'm here to help you. The TV shows you're watching at night, the TikToks you're watching at night are designed to pump adrenaline and cortisol in your body. When you're waiting to see if she breaks up with the guy, when you're waiting to see if they get murdered, your body is literally hanging on this TV show. And even though you may be physically tired, your mind is wired. This is such a heavy cognitive load before bed that you don't need. So if you want to watch a TV show or a series, watch it a little bit earlier if you can. The nighttime should be used for relaxation. It's not about sleep. It's about relaxation. So making sure you have less sound when you go to bed, wearing an eye mask, wearing earplugs, making sure your room is about 18 degrees. These things can really improve the quality of your sleep, but you have to be strict. I was out in Bali with friends the other night for dinner and I said, I need to leave. This is my time. And I left. People wanted to kick on and whatever. Nope. I left because my sleep is so important to me. I'm getting up at 5.30. I have calls at 6. I know who I am when I haven't slept. I make poor food choices. I make bad decisions. I'm just not a good person to be around. So I'm so strict when it comes to my sleep. Same with TikTok. If I'm scrolling, you will notice if you don't scroll at night and you're not on your phone late at night, you're going to feel so much better the next day. You feel tired at three o'clock because you're staying up on your phone the night before. Sorry, I don't mean to yell at you, but I'm just need to yell at myself because <laughs> I need to hear this too at times. So there's things I've really nailed, but then there's things I can also scale and get better at it. So in the summary of things, your sleep, completing the stress cycle and prioritizing your boundaries and being selective about your self-care is really going to help you navigate this busy period. Being selective about your social events because in states of low energy, we're trying to find energy in carbs, in caffeine, in sugar, but it's not sustainable. So we want to make sure that we are fueling ourselves with food, with water, with sleep, because these are the basic pillars of a good well-being. I hope this helped you understand burnout a little bit more and what you can do to help yourself. Remember, less really is more. So if you're pulling it back or 
not working as much or not pushing yourself into the ground, you should be proud because that's harder to do than drilling yourself. If you love this episode, please let me know. Leave a review, leave a rating. So many people listen to this episode, but I know you haven't all left a review. So please let me know what you think. Take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me. Let me know if you enjoyed this. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful to have you listening to this and have the best day and look after yourselves. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart, and it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.